So where I want to start is with um, the Color 8 song Galaxy, which is an instrumental. Um, it's like six minutes long. It's really, really got a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, so it starts off with, I think I had this chord. How are you playing that? Um, Is it really? Yeah. Drop D? Yeah. Okay. And I'll use that second to play the whole thing and make it real. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you add those notes. And so, I, and then it goes to something, what I was hearing was kind of like, that? What are you playing there? Pretty much. It's the same shape as this, I just move it up. So yeah, okay. you pretty much add it in. Okay. So, my ear is hearing that as like an E minor 9 to kind of like an A minor 9. Yep. Okay. So, now, those are super, super, super dense shapes. Like, that's just like so many notes. Um, yeah. Uh, so, when you like we're sitting down um did i mean did you come up with the guitar part first in this song was it like kind of a jam thing how, how did that come about this one kind of came up like i had the idea because i was listening to this uh uh instrumental band called Polini, okay. and he has like some songs where he does a lot of like changes and i was listening to that and it's and i was going through my course i was like i want to make a song that's kind of like jumping around and he always does a lot of songs that the key signature is always kind of mm -hmm. different so I was like, I want to make a song like that. So I was trying to think of, he put so many chords in a, in like a bar. So I was like trying to think of the chords that would go. So I was just, just kind of fiddling around. And they're all that minor, that minor chord. And I came up with the rhythm, like uh, just a straight, like. And I was like, I like that. And I was like, let me show the band. Mm -hmm. So I just came up with the, that little progression. And I showed them that. And they added to it. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. And we're like, we should make the, the second part like different though. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. And, the, and my, my drummer Emmett came up with the idea like, um, play the other one like like a little more delayed. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. So I was like, okay. And I was like, From there, we just came up with the progression, and our Ashton, our saxophone player, just started playing over it, and then from there, yeah, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because that that those those shapes are so dense, and you start off the song starts off like really mellow with just the two chords, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you do those hits, um, and you do that kind of twice that pattern. Now, I mean, Emmett, you said the drummer was like just delay it a little bit. Did you guys ever sort of count that part out at all, or is that all just feel? No, yeah, we actually did have to count that out. Like, okay. I remember when we first, I found an old recording of it, and uh -huh. like, <laughs> we were playing it super slow, we were like... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we did start off like... Yeah. Okay. Because I'm counting, like, the verse part is happening pretty, pretty clearly in three, right? Um, where you're just kind of vamping between these two chords. And then Emma's drum part is insane on that thing. Yeah, yeah that part's... Ghost tap in that. Yeah, really mathy. That is what that sounded like to me. Like I was like, oh man, I gotta try and... I mean, I don't have the kick speed to figure that out, but I really want to try and figure that out at some point in my life. Um, and then, so then you go into the first set of, of hits. I was playing like... 
if you're doing all is all that shape. It's all that minor shape. Okay, got it. So how? Because I'm counting it still two bars of three under those hits. Mm -hmm. Is that how you're counting it? Yeah, pretty much. I was okay. Like, Just syncopated. Yeah, okay. I counted in threes. And then the last one is like one, two, three, one, two, three, two. So I think there's a part of like one, like a, a two bar thing in there. Yeah. It's like a three, it's like a three bar and then a four bar. <laughs> then you go into that, um, that's cool that that's how you're, how you're thinking of it. Um, and so yeah, just moving that shape around parallel kind of wise. Um, what was, so like what's the conversation of, um, so you guys have kind of the foundation and the rhythm. Um, when Ashton's coming up with that saxophone line, um, is he just flowing over the top of it or are there conversations of I want it to feel like this or, or what do you guys? We made, yeah. So when we started it, we were like, can we put singing to this? And I think, like, so there, at that time, like, our vocalists weren't, like, it was hard for us to all meet up. Mm -hmm. So, like, a lot of times it would be the instruments meeting up. And we were like, let's just make this instrumental. And uh, as soon as uh, Ashton heard it, a saxophone player, he wanted to, he's like, I want to add, I want to add, like, a crazy hook on it. And we're like, let's just make the saxophone be like it if that was the singer. Okay. So that's why, like, he, on all the, like, the verse type parts, the verses, he's like, trying to make it sound like a singer. Mm -hmm. And when he gets to the hook, uh, or the, yeah, the main chorus part, he's trying to make that seem like the, you know, the catchy part, because mm -hmm. the hook's always the catchy part in the song, so, but I think almost do it. To me, when I, when I heard him do it, I thought he was trying to make it kind of sound similar to like scatting or something like that, you know, okay. like vocalist scatting. So that was, the, that was the whole main setup for that. It was like, supposed to be kind of like saxophone driven. When when you guys are switching from that kind of more um, like Polini kind of mathy sound into like a more R and B sound, um, how why did you guys decide to do that? Um, well, let's start there. Why did you guys decide to do that? To kind of mix up that kind of R and B and that kind of progressive. I think it just happens because like we're all from weird backgrounds. So like when I'm playing it, I'm thinking of like a Polini feel, mm -hmm. but they've never really heard math rock before because mm -hmm. like my drummer's from like a church background yeah so when he plays over he's thinking of more like like r&b so he could it's, it's kind of interesting because like i'll play something more metal or math rock and then he'll put what he thinks he should be over it which would be more like a more r&b or more gospel chop over it and then it kind of gives it this weird feel so it just kind of happened because you know jeremy's really into like motown and stuff like that and then Emmett's in like gospel and hip-hop so like it just happened because like I had my perspective on it and they had their perspective on it and it just kind of happened. Like my intention wasn't to be like, let's turn it into like an R&B feel. It just kind of happened because like everybody's different mindsets, which is cool. Cause like, you, I feel like a lot of bands, like everybody, like if you look at a band, like um, everybody will look the same. Like everyone have all black on and like the same shirt on. Everybody looks like they agree with each other. Right. And they don't really, they don't really, um, what do you call it? Like, they don't have to challenge each other because they all think the same thing, you know? So for with us, we all don't think the same thing. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, it, it is. It, it winds up in some really, really interesting music. So then moving on, you mentioned your metal stuff. I did want to look at that song, Titan. Oh, I'm already dropped you. Yeah, I was dropped too. Yeah. It's about to go drop something else. <laughs> uh, so it kind of starts off with that like, What is that riff exactly? Yeah, that, that one, that was pretty close. Like, 
that you guys have there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, that's a really cool riff. Um, I know you do you played in metal bands, right? Yeah, in high school. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then when you're taking something like that um, and you're doing um, some sort of, I mean, it, there's rapping over that song for sure. Um, what are some of the challenges you guys encounter, and um, and how do you like overcome them, or how do you how do you deal with those? So when we first started doing this, I was like, yo, like, because I realized like. I always used to talk to people and they're like, oh, and I'd ask them about genres like, oh, I don't like metal. I'm like, why don't you like metal? And they're like, I don't like the screaming. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, but the instruments are cool. They're like, yeah, I like the instrumentals, but the metal, the screaming, I don't like. So I'm like, okay. So if I just take out the screaming and replace it with hip hop, which most people enjoy, mm-hmm. then everybody should like it. So I had that, I brought the idea to my band. I was like, yo, I have this cool riff. It was like, well, that was one of the titles, like one of the first metal songs we wrote. Okay. And I showed them the riff and, and they started drumming to it, which is cool because, like, Emmett never really played metal before, so he just played it off of interpretations of what he's heard from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, encountering metal. Yes. So it, he had a real cool twist to it, and we told our rapper, like, yo, like, can you rap on this? And it was very hard at first. It was weird because they're like, they didn't know when to come in. They were like, they were trying to wait for it to come mm-hmm. into like, like a chill part or something because yeah. they're like, I were like, no, I want you to rap on the loud part, like, <laughs> rap on that part. So he came up with that that cadence. Cause we were like, we want we want it to be like at you and loud. So mm-hmm. he came up with the cadence. Uh, what is he saying? He's like, this is the music that keeps us in light, bruh. Others look at us like ignorant people. Pause up to message that sting like a hornet. Let's be honest. Yeah. So he 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 kind of coming up with that rhythm and and then it just started working out. So from that song, we kind of just based all our other songs off of that type of feel. Yeah, and it's and it's really cool. And so okay, I was I was trying to hear the lyric, the light bro part was like I was like, I think he's saying it keeps us in light. Um, so I mean, again, and not necessarily the lyrics you wrote, so you might not be able to speak on them super clearly, but like the idea of I mean, positive messages, things like a hornet, uh, other people that look at us like or people that look at us like ignorant people. Um, I mean it's an interesting genre to choose to say that message because I think so many people would hear it and instantly just be like, no, like um, like that is, you know, no, no, or whatever, you know how people think about metal. Yeah. Um, so was there a conversation of like, I want it to be this kind of um, message that's not normally in metal music or like that is not as overt in metal music? Was there a conversation about that? Um, kind of. Our rapper, uh, Clef Pro, he, you know, he came like it, on his, before he joined us, he, he had his own solo music mm-hmm. and stuff. And a lot of his music was very like conscious rapping, like mm-hmm. talking about specific subjects. And I told him like, he, we, everyone knew when we started, like we wanted this band to be about something different and being different. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in the bat were telling us like, you know, it's going to be, you know, that's dumb. Like you guys can't make a, a band playing a bunch of genres because a label won't pick you because they can't categorize you in a specific you know 100 the top yeah. 100 chart they can't put you in a specific genre usually um record labels are like usually stuck to like a type of genre usually and people were just telling us like it wouldn't be a good idea so i think when he was writing he took all that into mind and he came up with that we're like because i was like i wanted to be about something be about you know some type of subject some subject about us being different mm-hmm. and that's what, he came back in uh, the next practice, and that's when he came up with. I was like, I, I like that. That's that's smart. You know, we have a positive message about. You know, you don't have to do what's traditional. Like traditionally, you start a band and you do one genre and you do this and do that. Yeah. But we're like trying to do different. So he 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 worded it really good and made it nice and catchy at the same time. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and then, so then it drops out, gets kind of quiet, and then um, there's that bass line, which is just kind of uh, uh, a repetition of the, the guitar riff. Um, but then you come in with that part on the first verse, the like... Yeah. yeah. Right? Where did that come from? Because that's a really um, out there melody. I kind of got it just from like metal, like the nasty yeah. like beef metal deathcore. Like, like who who do I get that? I probably got inspired from like, um, what are they called? Uh, Suicide Silence. Like they okay. would do that, or this band called uh, Traders. They do that a lot. They do this a lot, like that. And All like, nice, yeah. yeah, I like when I like that nasty tone. So like, I notice in hip hop too. If you listen to like. Like there's a dang, there's that song by Biggie where he's talking about he wants to kill himself. I forget that dang song. But in that song, like it has like really nasty piano in the background doing the same type of nasty chords that don't go together. Like like ding ding yeah. ding ding. So like I wanted to kind of bring that in there and make it kind of hip hop, but it's like metal too. So mm-hmm. I always realize that like in, in music, there's like oh there's hip hop. You know everyone mm-hmm. likes you know hip hop and it's on the radio and stuff. And then there's rock music, like ACDC, everyone likes rock music. But then there's rap, people don't like it, it's ignorant, it makes people mad. And then there's metal, it's the same thing, people don't like it, it makes people mad. So I thought like, yo, rap and metal, they're, they're the same thing. They're like the dislike genre in the, in the main genre categories, you know? So I wanted to just like show that, that, simi- that the, the similarities of those two things yeah. and put them together. So I put those nasty things. <laughs> Nice. Um, have you seen that meme where it's like it's like a black hand and a white hand class thing, and it's like punk rap, and it's like not calling the cops? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought that one was really funny. Um, okay, and then the second verse, you come in, you change that line to like, yeah. right? So why did you feel the need to do something different then? And then why that? It was kind of the way he came in, cause like I, I think he comes in like. It's like a pause and everybody's mm-hmm. kind of chill. And then when he comes in, I just wanted it to feel different. Like it still like, has a familiar vibe. Okay, those are the same notes, but in a little different cadence. Okay. And, and I kind of didn't, that was like one of our first songs. So like, it's very re- 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 repetitious. Re- repetitive. Repetitive, there you go, that's the word. And so I was like, I wanted to add a little, I just wanted to add, make it a little different. Okay. I don't want our verses to be the same. And again, I was from that, I think I was listening to like, that melody came from like, I think Dr. Dre. He has, okay. he has like a song that's kind of like that same thing. No, it's it's called uh, Undercover or Deep Cover, 187 or something like that. And it has that same type of melody. And I was like, I was like, I like that. So I was like, or it's like, yeah. So yeah, I'm just trying to change it up. <laughs> At the very end of that song, you go into that feel change. Still the same kind of riff. Um, but like much more of like a driving like yeah. Right, um, I mean where did that kind of idea of just like same riff, but like very different vibe come from? Um, where was that at and then that's when you're doing the like are you rapping too on that a little bit? Uh, are you doing the double on that? Uh, no, I'm actually not. It's okay. actually our saxophone. Oh, player. it's actually yeah. there. <laughs> it kind of sounded like you, especially the like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> kind of like Cal. Yeah, no, I like. I wanted to yell at it. I did it. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was just all like you know we're always trying to we're always like showing each other new things like Emmett will show me like uh, like an R and B group I've never heard before or something like that. Or Jeremy will show me something and. I, I like to show them metal because they've 
like everybody has a lot in common but like metal is the least thing they're actually familiar with mm-hmm. and i'm the most familiar with metal so like i'm always trying to show them stuff to give them ideas and show them like i'm like and like yo metal music they do stuff like this they do like this and i wanted them to see what that felt like to play something like slow like every mm-hmm. like have you guys ever took something and just slowed it down like it's very <laughs> impactful so i was like let's just take the same re-. and it was hard to explain it at first i remember the first first time we played that first friday mm-hmm. i was trying to tell him i was like I was like, I was like, drop out, because a lot of things, because Emmett, he's used to, he's in church. When you're a church drummer, yeah. you don't really drop out. No, you always keep yeah. the rhythm going. You keep the rhythm going. So like, he wasn't used to stop playing. And I'm like, I was like, I was always trying to tell him, like, drop out, drop out, <laughs> like drop out, and just, it's like, it's so impactful to have a drop out, and like he would never understand it. He would just try to, he would just keep playing, and eventually one day he got it. I have a video on my old computer. Um, one day he, he was just like so frustrated at me because I was talking to him on stage and telling him not to do it and he stopped and he heard me I was like and then like inst- I don't know what happened we didn't talk but he instantly got the new rhythm he's like oh yeah. and like it, it was just like everybody was like I looked at everybody and they're like never felt this before and like that's what I like about metal like it makes it gives you this feeling in your stomach and it's mm-hmm. like a new feeling it makes you want to like fight and stuff <laughs> And it's dope. So like, it was really cool to to share that feeling of metal with them. And then eventually we ended up doing a show at Fifty One West, mm-hmm. and it was an all metal lineup. And they'd never been like to a yeah. metal show, so that was even fun to play at a metal show and for them to see what other band, what what metal bands look like, how they play, how they move, and riffs they come up with. So like, it just we're just inspiring each other and just trying new stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that riff is super cool, and it is—it's cool to hear those those gospel fills in that song, because there's just so so many notes, um, and it's it's such a—it's yeah, you can tell it's a gospel drummer. Um, I mean, but it fits and it works really really well. Um, and then, so one last kind of question, uh, well, two last questions. Uh, one being, you, I know you don't you don't think of yourself as someone who knows a lot of theory and, and thinks in that traditional way, um, but obviously the music you play is very complex. Um, so how do you kind of categorize sounds and like, did, when you hear something like this going back to Galaxy, are you thinking, um, you know, E minor nine to A minor nine, or are you thinking like, how how do you how do you uh, kind of organize those sounds in your head? So since I'm not really super profound in music theory, the way I get better is I'll just learn mm-hmm. a song that's a little more complicated. Not too complicated where it's like, wow, I don't know anything they're doing in there mm-hmm. by listening to it. I'll listen to something that's like, okay, I, I, get, I know what kind of mm-hmm. techniques he's using. And I'll learn that song and, you know, and hopefully, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll learn that song and then do, through learning that song, I'll learn a new technique and I get better. So, like, I'll learn instrumental and then I usually I'll pick up chords from it. So, this shape I got from, like, a song, I think, like, a Polyphia song. Okay. And they played it in a different spot. I'm like, well, this is my chord now. I'm going to use it. So I, I got it from a um, Polyphia song and changed it in an- my own melody. And I was like, all right, where do I want to go from there? And usually I'll just hear it in my head. So I'm like, no. And I just kind of use my ear to find the chords that go. And I'll do that. I'll do that with a lot of our songs. Just try to, what sounds good. And same thing with that melody that I was just fiddling around to find which chords would go. So I was just thinking, okay, down, up, down, up, down. I was was thinking when I wrote that part. And then I was like. So 
I was just like, I want the second part to be different. So I just found the octave. I think that's the octave. Yeah, that's the octave. That mm-hmm. E. And I just be going off the fields. And that's the cool thing about our band. Like, we're not super like, okay, I got this. This is the thing. And then we don't really do a piece of a piece. Like, okay, here's my riff. All right, match that exactly. You know, like, everyone play the same thing. It's just kind of like I'll play it. And then we'll just kind of fill it in. So, like, everything's very felt. And... I feel like we get our stuff done a lot quicker. Like, like we're in that uh, studio right now recording another album, yep. and we're just kind of we live record, which is so much better than like. Cause like when I used to play in a metal band, like it was you know part of the time. Yeah. And I'm like okay, do the guitar part, and you play it by yourself with a click track, and what and everybody goes and does their part, and it's not as felt because it's very structured. You gotta play exactly what is there. What is there? But then when we're in the when we're doing the album, just like first Friday, we just recorded no metronome. Mm-hmm just looking at each other and it feels you play it different you know and then the other question i have is uh the color eight has like a ton of people in it um do you guys have like an official member count officially because i know there's always people coming in and and doing new stuff do you guys have like a a number yeah for sure like you know me on the guitar emmett on drums uh ashen on the saxophone and vocals um jeremy on the bass that's for sure the solid four okay yeah and then um our singer, Lee Watery, is like the dreads. Mm-hmm. He's our official guy. Um, and then Clef Pro, the guy that's rapping. Mm-hmm. He's our official guy, but like he's pretty much, he's been going through a lot of stuff lately and he's mm-hmm. pretty much moving to California. So we're uh-huh. losing him. So it's just, it's it's that main five right now. Okay. So that's why the instruments and uh, Lee Water, our singer. Nice. So and then and true. then you guys have a lot of people that you're always, you know, collabing with and jamming with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious, like how do you manage to make um, Cause like from a personality perspective, like it's something that a lot of people feel a part of, um, as well as, you know, how, so the question kind of is, how do you include so many people while making everybody feel like they, you know, are a part of it? Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So when we invite people to come play, like it's very liberating. Cause I remember like when we let Jeremy come and play with us when we, uh, for the first time, we were just like, let's just jam. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And we jammed out and we're like. Do a solo, take a solo. Yeah. And uh, I feel like a lot of people don't get that. Like they're not just like take a solo, mm-hmm. especially for like certain instruments like bass and stuff. They just want you to just do the root note or follow whatever the guitar is doing. And we're just like play whatever. So like when we have people come jam with us, we really let them play what they want and show us any things they have because it helps, you know, them. Sometimes some people that jam with us have never played with people before. They just play mm-hmm. just to by themselves. So like they get a whole new feel of what it's like to play with people and listen to each other and look at each other. And and uh, we get idea, new new ideas from just playing with somebody. Like when we were playing with you, like you were playing some riffs. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And like, it gave me new ideas and it gives everyone, it, it lets us not get too like um, in a rut where mm-hmm. we're just listening to each other play the same things we play. We bring other people there. They play new things, they freshen up our minds, and then we freshen up their minds, and then they mm-hmm. have fun, and we let them play whatever. We don't tell them, like, hey, just just play this, just play this chord, you know? We're just like, solo, do whatever you want, and it, that's how we kind of let people feel a part of it. Because I feel like, I've been to a lot of shows where, like, um, I'm watching a band, and it's like, they're just kind of, like, up there, like, look at me, like, look, hey, we're a band, come on, look at us, like, mm-hmm. and we don't want it to be like that, we want it to be like... Hey, come play with us, like be part of the thing. And that's what we do at First Friday. We'll let a bunch of people come up and freestyle and just mm-hmm. feel like a part of it. Because we want everybody to feel like they're part of the Color 8. Because the Color 8 isn't just a band. The Color 8 is just like a, 
like a movement, a, a, a meaning of doing some doing new stuff. So like, we want everybody to feel a part of doing new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we try to. That's how we try to make people feel involved at shows and at our practices. We try to jam with them at practices, come to our shows, jam with us, and and it's it's more than a show. It's like I don't know. It's, yeah. No, it's I, I mean it's it sounds cheesy, but I've seen it in person, <laughs> so I know that that's that is how it works. Um, awesome. And then what do you guys got coming up? I know you just mentioned you're in the studio. Any big show? I mean, you'll be at First Fridays because you're always at First Fridays. But any big shows coming up? I know you mentioned a tour, maybe potentially that you guys might be working on. Yeah, we want to try to book our own tour. That's what we're trying to do. Because last time we went on tour, Futuristic, which was super dope, and that showed us like, yo, we could do this. So like, we're we're like trying to book our own little sh- tour right now. So maybe we might have one later this year but it's nothing in set in stone yet okay. but we, we're working on an album right now we're not sure we don't have a name or anything for it yet but it's gonna be like 12 tracks okay we'll give you a rough idea of it. it's gonna be like six like just metal beefy songs and there's gonna be six like chill r&b songs so okay. we know there's a lot of people are doing like dual albums so we kind of this would be kind of like a cool dual album like it'll still have other elements like yeah, reggae and jazz but like it's gonna be like it's gonna be like two, two the two opposite sides of the spectrums, you know. So the album's gonna be kind of based off of that. Awesome, nice. All right, well, thank you very much, Kevin. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of